the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program is sponsored by Walter Anderson Nursery. If you have a green thumb or have always wanted one, then get ready for Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, hosted by Ken Anderson, along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. Garden Talk aims to introduce new ideas, help solve problems, and keep you up to date on the latest developments in the nursery and landscaping industry. Call in now with your gardening questions, 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. Now, here are your Garden Talk hosts, Ken, David, Mark, and George. Good morning, San Diego. You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. I'm Ken Anderson along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. We will be here for the next hour talking to you about all kinds of stuff going on in your yard and garden. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. A little chilly this morning. I didn't. I forgot to check the temperature on the car when I got what, in. It because it wasn't that cold. It was 62 Dude. when I left it. So 62? Well, that might have been because the car was in the garage, but that's what well, the numbers said. <laughs> that's why I threw that yeah, out. Yeah, it was in the 40s when I yeah. when I left. Didn't feel like it. It, it didn't wasn't feel super like that this morning. And it wasn't super clear either. I mean, it, it, was, it wasn't what I would call cloudy, but there's definitely... An, a light, a very little, light frost blanket over the over, over the planet. Yeah, exactly. So there were there were a few stars. And the moon was moon was very bright, but uh, I have a new ra- uh, heat heating floor or radiator in my floor. It's a modern style <laughs> heater, so it keeps me warmer both inside and out. So <laughs> it's working really well. Well, that's good. That's good. Um, we're supposed to get rain this weekend. Yes, we have a few hundredths of an inch of rain coming in each of the. Rain events? Six-hour six period starting, I think, late Saturday through all day Sunday. But we're talking about heavy just drizzle. Miss, have, well, you know, last miss. Sunday we had a similar, and it didn't rain at all. I got a lot of outdoor work done. It didn't. We were expecting the hundredths of an inch as well, and I was disappointed. You, I you chastised me. So I'm saw, I saw, I sorry I disappointed you. <laughs> and then um, I think I heard on the news last night that they said that we're expecting another event next weekend. Well, they're talking about... A co- it's supposed to get much colder. These are supposed to be this is supposed to be cold air coming down from, I guess, the Gulf of Alaska. Mm. Um, I wonder if there'll be any balloons in it. <laughs> keep keep your eyes peeled. Um, possibly a little bit of drizzle again on Tuesday, but they're saying watch for next weekend. It's too far out for uh, for a good for an accurate, accurate prediction. And they are calling it a cutoff low, which is one that leaves the jet stream so they meander and do their own thing so they're harder to forecast for next weekend for next weekend so we will we will see hopefully we'll get some rain i'm, I'm ready for another rain event well i would I, you know with the with the weather that we've had so far running up which from what i have heard most people did not predict correctly at least as far as the amount of rain that we have gotten over these last storms i wonder what's going to happen in march because when was when was the miracle march? Was that in the nineties? 
where we were in a drought. No, I remember. Wasn't we, Susan Golding mayor at the maybe? Mayor, but we were in a place. we were in a severe drought situation, and it cleared it all up in one month. I remember it that rained like crazy for the entire month of March. Well, we've kind of had that this winter so far. Yeah, but and, it, and we'll see. We could we we could go there, or who knows? And yeah. and that's yeah. Don't, don't get me don't, started. Don't, don't, don't get me started. I could, I could, yeah. It's weather. It it, it, it is generally changes. But you know, I I during that time period in Miracle March, I don't remember the term. Um, oh, careful! Oh, what's careful. the River. What, what is it? Oh, okay. uh, atmospheric river. Atmospheric. I don't yeah. remember atmospheric river. Do you know what it was called cyclone? back then? It had a different name. Rain. And no, <laughs> it was penned by or coined by Will Wilbur Shigahara, the retired meteorologist from San Diego who shops at Walter Anderson in yes. Poway. Um, it was the Pineapple Express back then. That, that's right. It is now an atmospheric river because it's probably not nice to call it a Pineapple Express. I don't know, but that's that's what we called it back then. Okay. March 1991. Is that when it was? It was. Okay. <laughs> Two years after I got married, somebody <laughs> cried me a river. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, and it redeemed the mayor, as you say, because she had... Was she, it Susan Golding? No, it was, was it Maureen, Maureen O'Connor. O'Connor. Okay. She, she had asked for... just She stood with, by with um, voluntary conserv- conserving actions as opposed to you know mandatory, and everybody gave her a lot of grief because she only wanted to have people do it voluntarily. And then that came in and saved her. And, and just for the record, who also shopped at Walter Anderson yes, Nursery, but at the did. San Diego location. Yeah. God, I remember when they were doing that and, and to buy those spring-loaded baffles <laughs> to put in your toilet tank so that it would use less water. It would reserve some of it. Wrong pipe. Um Yes, all sorts so, of... All kinds of weird... You know, I'm erasing all of that right now. Put the, sit here. <laughs> put the um, the shower heads on where it's, put the little washer in that's got like an eighth inch diameter yes, hole so right, that right. hardly any water comes out of your shower head and all of the all that fun stuff. Yeah, we were way ahead of Seinfeld <laughs> when they had the, the shower heads to put out so much water, didn't it blast them out? <laughs> yeah. That was yeah. great. The illegal yeah. the illegal shower heads. Right. Black market, yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. We do have garden classes today in both stores. It's uh, February 11th. God, we're almost halfway through with the month already. It's hard to believe. Um, in San Diego at 9 o'clock, it's going to be spring garden. Pro- sp- One more San time. Di- <laughs> San Diego <laughs> at 9 o'clock. Spring garden bed preparation with James. And 9.30 in Poway, it's going to be spring vegetable gardens with Bridgette from the San Diego Seed Company. Um, that's today that's today thank you um don't forget everybody tuesday is valentine's day so happy early valentine's day to everybody out there that celebrates it um next weekend the 18th nine o'clock in saturday in san diego it's going to be spring seed starting with bridgette rumstead from san diego seed company she will be in our san diego store and interesting class in poway on the 18th at 9 30 it's going to be san diego spiders with randy um and he's, he's part of the, the san diego spider society group and as i said before he has done some um mentoring at the natural history museum teaching the docents all about local spiders is it 
the Spider Society, or do they use a fancy name for no, themselves? That's, well, that's what they use, the San Diego Spider Society or group or something. I'm surprised but, it's not the San Diego Arachnid Society. Yeah, it, it's, it's an interesting class because a lot of people – the last time we did this last year, we had a huge number of folks come in because he has a big following. And um, it, it was very interesting because a lot of people left with a kind of a new newfound respect as opposed to trying to kill every spider in right. their yard. They look at maybe you know letting them be in their plants because well, they're beneficial, as we've talked about in the past. What about I, in the house? Also good. You take them outside. That's what Blake does. That's if what he, I do. He, yeah. if, if he finds them, he takes them outside. Yeah. So we try to let him find the spiders. <laughs> I take them outside. Yeah, you do, but they're dead. They're squished in the <laughs> tissue and in the trash can. Okay. From yeah. inside, only inside. I don't. I I never deal with spiders outside unless they're on your patio furniture. Uh, you're about to sit, right? Unless Correct. they're black yes, or brown windows in my patio furniture. Right. That that's a different story. That's, no. that's a common. Yeah. The only ones I for people I deal with are the ones that. I catch in my hair at night or walking between trees if you walk through the web. That's the only time I care. And I care at that point. During that that spider season, I am very, very aware of where I'm walking and try to pay attention so that I don't – yeah, that's a horrible feeling. Troy Troy used to go through the nursery with a stick and walk up and down all the ailes every morning. The vine section is walking there and get a face full. But yeah. going back to the class on spiders, last year it was way oversold. It was standing room only. So if you want a seat, I would get to Poway early next week for the spider class. Yeah, we'll put out as many seats as possible, but it may be it may be standing room only. And then Monday, February 20th is President's Day, and both stores will be open, open regular hours. So if you want to get a day off to come in and get some stuff done in the yard, uh, we will we will be there for you. Um, I used to enjoy so much the Friday President's Day off and the Monday President's Day off. Yeah. Or what was one was Washington, Washington and one was right. Lincoln. Lincoln yes. yeah. yeah, I was going to say, didn't it used to be like a four-day a four weekend? Yes. Yeah. Those yeah. were the days. Let's see. Uh, San Diego Botanical Garden Foundation. Today and tomorrow is the Cactus and Succulent Society show and sale in Balboa Park. Um Probably going to be a pretty good show if you have if you have the time to get over there. Or if you're going to be wandering around Balboa Park, I, the shows are usually free, uh, so you can walk over and take a look at that. And then next weekend, the 18th and 19th, I'd love to go, although I don't think I'm going to be able to make it. It's one of the coolest shows I've ever been to in Balboa Park. The Mycological Society Fungus Fair is next weekend. The Fungus Fair. And if you're a fan of The Last of Us, that's going to be a good one for you to go see. I am not a f- I, a cooked mushroom is okay, but otherwise, I don't like mushrooms. Well, I don't. Me, it, it, it's not. It's not just edibles, right? I mean, it's all kinds of weird stuff. And, and some of them, most of them, are gorgeous in nature. Yeah, the clusters of them, the colors of them. They're decomposing of organic material to help in the right. soil. They are part of. They are part of the microbial world, the ecosystem, the well, circ- circle that, of life. Oh. I think the largest living organism. Yeah. In the world is a fungus colony. It's I think it's I thought it was back in a forest back in Michigan, but or, they, yeah, Michigan or Canada or somewhere, somewhere up yeah, there. It, yeah, it's massive. Or in some it's, folks' refrigerator. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I have seen that before. Um, it's massive. It's absolutely massive. Cover covers a huge amount of area. It's underground, right? It's yeah. a root yeah. root web or something. Yeah. Or? yeah. But if if you have a if you have a chance to go and see it, I would highly recommend it. Um, 
I think pretty much everything that they have on display there is locally harvested too. So it's, it's all stuff that occur. Uh, I won't say I, I can't say that it's all from San Diego, but as I recall, the majority of the stuff that was on display was collected in San Diego. And then they do have some of the edible ones there too, um, that you can try. And yeah, but don't try them unless you know. Well, they know. No, no, so, I know, I know. But yeah, we're talking don't, about don't, don't, yard don't, the wild. Yeah, 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 don't, yeah, don't, don't ever. do it on your own. Because even though George Allman says often that, that all mushrooms are edible once, <laughs> yes. And yeah. but if you want to come back for more, so don't. Right. Unless yeah. you are an expert and know. But yeah, they had all they had all, all kinds of stuff. It, it was it was fascinating. It was really really interesting. Highly, I highly recommend it. If I can go, I think I. I'm, I may just have to make the time to go. Um, the protein class that we had last weekend in Poway with John Clements from the San Diego Botanical Garden. Thank you, John, for coming in and teaching another fantastic class. Uh, went really well. Uh, very well attended. And we sold a lot of proteas. We, we but, had folks stand up while he was speaking, not because he's not a great speaker. They loved him, but because he would They say, ran away from they, him. They, <laughs> they heard him say something, and they got up knowing that that would be gone by the time they finished. So they would go get it and then come back and sit and listen to the rest of it. Yeah. Um, but we still – I went out and looked, and we, there's still a good selection of uh, stuff out Just there. Just not the best we've Just, ever had. Not, not the best selection, but um, – Pretty darn good selection. And we got in some new ones this week. Uh, so a lot of budding pin cushions. Um, okay. That looked oh. really good. So And some of them were starting to open up. Yeah, I need to get my, my King Protea home and get rid I, of the Banksia. I had two beautiful Proteas that I had nursed through, I don't know, half a dozen years, doing quite well. And they're no longer. What would you do to them? I don't know. I, I know you there's gophers in the area. And I thought... That I didn't water them enough during the that hot month we had. What was mm. it? August, July. What, what was the whole month? Was a couple of them. August was yeah. pretty bad, as I recall. And I thought maybe I just let them go too long without water, but I don't think they need water, right? They were they, established. They were, they, they, you wouldn't think so. You so I know so. there's a gopher under one of them, and that's the one that gets more sun, and it's the one that went first. So. I'm guessing. You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. If you want to give us a call, we would love to talk to you. 888-344-1170 is the number. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with more right after this. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. And we're back with more Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. I'm Ken Anderson along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. Uh, if you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. Um, the big news this week in San Diego County, and it's not good news, um, at least as far as the gardening and 
landscaping is concerned is they found uh, a citrus tree in Rancho Bernardo that was infested with HLB or the citrus greening disease. And that has started a whole chain of events that is going to change how a lot of stuff is handled um, in our area. We looked at the they they immediately slapped a new what is it a five mile five mile five mile radius um, five mile sur- a diameter five mile diameter um, new quarantine HLB quarantine not just an ACP quarantine but an HLB quarantine on the area and we are just outside of it thank uh, goodness in Poway George unfortunately <laughs> got the double whammy I'm in double whammy there yes. <laughs> so, so HLB is Huang Lung Bing and is the citrus greening disease for which there is no cure. Yet. ACP, did you say yet? Yet. Yes, yeah. that's true. They're working on a lot of them. ACP is Asian citrus psyllid, which is the bug that transmits the vector for the disease. Yeah, and to, and to, to be clear, the presence of citrus psyllid does not equate to the presence of HLB. Correct. No, no different than a mosquito biting you doesn't mean you have malaria. Yes, exactly. It well, is I'd be ca- more concerned about Zika right now. It is or dengue ca- fever. But nonetheless, mm-hmm. yeah, getting bit by it, if your tree has the ACP, they're ubiquitous, they're everywhere, or the psyllid, it, it doesn't mean you have the disease. No. And, and the psyllid has been here for... Ten years? How long? Uh, originally in the United States since Two, ninety-eight. No, in, in oh, the in, county. In Two thousand eight, I think it was, was what I saw. Uh, Two thousand eight is when it was first detected in California. Correct. And initially, they were trying to control them and prevent their spread, which did not work out. Right. So the psyllid is everywhere, and the reason they were trying to get rid of the psyllid is, without the psyllid, then even if HLB got here, it wouldn't be spread. Yes. But, Unfortunately, a few years ago in Whittier, HLB, the disease got here because somebody brought in some, illegally brought in some, I believe it was pumelo to graft for friends or community up in the Whittier area, and it was infected, and that was the... the, That's what gets it started. That was plant zero. That was plant zero. Thank you. And it's been spreading ever since, and it's a big problem up in L.A., Orange and... L.A. and Orange counties, right? And we had it first show up in Oceanside here, wasn't it last year? Last year, maybe, yeah. yeah. And now this is the second find. And quarantine areas, I'm guessing, aren't going to be shrinking anytime soon, only expanding as they find more. I would I would think so. So consequently, if you live in, um, in I did you post the website with the I map think- on it? I thought you did. I think I, yeah, I think I did. It's there, but, but if not, I, I'll double it, check and it, put it out. I didn't post the interactive one where you put okay. in your zip code, um, right. but I, put, I did post the map. And if you zoom in on the map, you can see they have the streets marked, so you can see where it is. But you cannot trans you cannot transport citrus citrus fruit cuttings plants within the quarantine within the HLB quarantine zone. They you that, that is illegal to do now. Um, we can you can still buy citrus from outside the quarantine zone and bring it into the quarantine zone but once it gets into the quarantine zone you have to plant the tree and never move it again so um they they want them in the ground within 48 hours they want them transported in closed vehicles and to get them into the ground and i think the real key here regardless of quarantine zone is we have to stop moving citrus leaves and plants and sharing and grafting and budding and 
it's not a time for the hobby community. citrus grower yeah. hobby community to be doing this we we had a customer in the nursery on tuesday who had a mandarin orange but it was his son's favorite his son lives in hawaii and his son can't get that mandarin so he wanted to send him some cuttings and that's exactly that's how, how it this, starts that's right. how it happens right. that's how and it happens now even the- even the fruit if it moves should be there there's protocols for cleaning and and preventing the spread and well i i was reading uh for production growers, when they're transporting when they're transporting fruit, um, they have to tarp the truck. They have to completely tarp the truck, all the crates of fruit, so that they because even as the trucks were moving through areas where there were um, citrus psyllids, the, somehow the psyllids could get on a truck that was moving at forty or fifty miles an hour and infest the fruit. And then the fruit all has to be processed and washed and cleaned before it can be sent back out again. Um, consequently, we've had to change. We have had to change our protocols at the nursery. Like I said, we can st- we can still sell citrus. We can still deliver citrus to you. Uh, we have the capability of doing that. All of the citrus that we have in both of our stores for the last fifteen years has been treated for Asian citrus psyllid before it is brought into us. And if you look at if you look at any citrus tree in the store in in a nursery it should have a yellow quarantine tag on it uh from the department of agriculture and And there is currently no legal organic citrus available no right no and so so if somebody's if somebody is selling organic citrus or organically grown citrus they're selling it if it's truly organic they're selling it illegally we're talking the tree though the citrus tree the trees yeah the trees not the fruit um so just be aware of that. Also, if you are having problems with your citrus, where we used to encourage people to take cuttings and bring take cuttings or bring the fruit in to let us take a look at it, please don't do that anymore. Um, take very detailed pictures of the, of the problem. Bring the photos in for us to take a look at. And in most cases, we should be able to figure it out, uh, what the problem is, and, and get and you back on track. And with that, we say detailed pictures. One very useful picture is an overall picture of the entire tree as well. Because sometimes a leaf isn't a good snapshot or a stem isn't a good snapshot, and we need the the reference point. Even both sides, a a photograph from both sides of it so we can take take a look at it. And if there's other citrus around it, um, take take pictures of that too. So get as as many pictures in as close a detail as you possibly can. And uh, we should be able to help you out with that. The other thing that we have had to institute now is that all citrus sales are final. Once it leaves the store, it cannot be re- it cannot be returned for it cannot be returned for a refund, uh, a store a store credit Period. or an exchange. It, we it's got we, a case. We have to keep them out of the stores to protect the integrity of what we're selling to to everybody else especially if the if the citrus that we sell ends up going into the hlb quarantine area once it's in the quarantine area it cannot be removed and even just going through it yeah so it's a it's a sad situation there are some hope there are a couple of hopeful things um that they're working on i know uc riverside had uh was it a peptide Control. Yeah, they were found something within the Australian finger lime that seems to be yeah. Which how I fighting. How yeah. ironic is that that uh, a citrus bowl 
maybe protect a citrus protect a citrus right? tree um but they're working on that and then and then they're also working on um there's a, an antibiotic I was going to say. I was going to say it sounds like white blood cells kind of sort of thing, where you know they attack the disease that came into our bodies. Yeah. Yes. And there's there's other tests going on with with resistant rootstocks and things, which makes no sense to me. But apparently, they have found trees in infected groves where 99 of the trees are gone and one is totally fine, and so they're taking genetics from living trees and working with with that or surviving trees. Uh, for for immunity, so there's all sorts of things on the horizon, but until then, we have Just to do be very careful, be vigilant. You know, that's yeah, I will. I'll post on our Facebook page this morning the uh, University of California Integrated Pest Management ACP the SILID, um page, and it'll tell you a lot of detail on the history of it, what it looks like, what to look for in your plants. Uh, we had a customer yesterday very concerned because he had some misshapen fruit, and that's one of the symptoms, but. It, it, people are coming in kind of like when you read something on the internet yeah, about a disease panic. you come running yeah. in that you have the disease everyone's right. panicking right now that their tree because it has a yellow leaf has hlb yeah. so we're going to post this you can look at some of the pictures and get a sense and now, at this time of the year just prior to all the new growth coming out we were talking be, about yeah. the mobility mo- of nutrients and that's where you see a lot of we see a lot of leaf um yeah changing the I mean, changing exactly. the yellowing blotchiness right. in them that is normal if the trees need a little bit of food and they're starting to put out new growth so don't panic it's not everywhere concerned but don't panic yeah i I believe it was it was was it just one tree that they found in rancho bernardo yes right right in the heart of rancho bernardo it was right near the corner of pomerado road and rancho bernardo road okay so if, if you think about it they they found one tree in that giant area but that one tree is enough but that tree, that tree that. was infected in some manner, which yeah. means somewhere the psyllid bit a tree, some, something another else. infected tree. And right? there's probably psyllids that were on that tree that have migrated out into yeah, the they, community. They try and clear trees from 250 meters or something around that and remove all those trees and start increasing the testing around that. Yeah. Um, and if they find more infected trees, then the quarantine zone is going to increase. And... And to so that you, end, if you are looking for citrus or if you want citrus uh, anywhere in the county, most likely there's going to be less and less citrus available to you. And so you might want to get it and get it in the ground now. Because um, otherwise, who knows what yeah. and when. And so you can be yeah. helpful by being vigilant and monitoring your trees right. and spraying periodically to help reduce populations of the psyllid. So it's not going from tree to tree. Yeah. And, and the psyllid is active right now. We should talk about we what should talk do. a lot about that and yep. then citrus futures. Frozen orange juice <laughs> concentrate. Mark's got a story about that, right? Well, yeah, they were yeah. Yes. Okay. We should talk about that. We'll talk about that when we get back. We're going to listen on Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. If you'd like to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with more right after this. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. 
That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. And we're back with more Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. I'm Ken Anderson along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. If you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. For the last segment, for the last segment, we gave you all the gloom and doom of um, HLB, <laughs> um, but now we've got some hopefully preventative solutions for you to use and um, hopefully keep it keep what, it at bay. What, one of the keys to solving this, or minimum, no, not mitigating, solving it, to mitigating, mitigating. Yeah. Um, is for homeowners. I, I was admonished i said everybody has a backyard citrus tree and i was reminded that not everybody has a backyard citrus tree but lots of people do and homeowners need to control the psyllid population so that if an infected tree is found it doesn't spread throughout the neighborhood and that's where we all have to participate i took home horticultural oil yesterday and cyfluthrin for natural and not so natural Mm -hmm. uh controls and we have to control the psyllid populations in the county and so far the citizenry has not done a good job of that and we all have to do it kind of at the same time and i would say now is that time the psyllid is starting to show up and the more people who do it simultaneously the less spread there will be and if i do it and none of my neighbors do it's a waste of my time. Uh, my neighbors did, and I have talked about that. Well, my direct neighbor, and I'll probably have to spray one of the neighbors because they're lazy. But there's going to be other trees on the street. I guess I can need to go door to door and 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 beg people to spray their trees. What are you going to do, George? I'm going to spray my trees again. I just sprayed a couple months ago, um, which I typically do in the winter anyway. But it's time. I'm going to do a little bit more. Yeah, absolutely. I, I brought some to- oil as well. I will have to treat the two that I have in the the two that I have in the ground. I will probably use the systemic control on those. The ones in the containers, I will spray with probably start with horticultural oil and then follow up with um, something with cyfluthrin if needed. So what are, what are, would be what are the controls? So we just we mentioned a couple. When you say a systemic, what what are we using there? Um, the so Bayer tree and shrub bio advanced or bio advanced right. tree and shrub systemic. Or, no, a, the, but the, the, citrus. the citrus one. I'm sorry. Yeah, there's one that's citrus. Yeah, the one that's labeled for citrus. Right. Gonna, and fruits and vegetables. So you, you yeah. mix that with water and you pour it around the tree. Yeah. And, and it gets absorbed into the tree and fights. And it'll last for about eight to twelve months. Right. Um, and that that's effective on pretty much on pretty much everything. Most pests. Most yeah. pests. Yeah, including leaf miner, as yeah. a side note. Yeah. That's only stuff of the ground, correct? Yes. Correct, not yeah. for pots. Okay. Yeah, right. you can't use it in containers. Now mark the uh the mandarin, the Algerian tangerine yes. you have in your backyard that you didn't share with me this year. I know it was out of an abundance of caution to prevent spread. Correct. So I appreciate that. What are you gonna treat yours with? Do you have have you thought that through yet? No. I mean honestly I but I have oil. So yeah, I, I did. Use that. I did some hoard oil this week, but I'm gonna do. I need. I have more trees. I need to do more, and I asked my neighbor to spray the back of my trees because they're right on, on, the, their on the property line. And then the the cyfluthrin is a quicker knockdown, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And so I may do that. And some of the trees that aren't near a hose end sprayer, I might 
use that for a stronger method in so, a tank sprayer. <clears throat> IPM lists lists that as one of the um, controls, and then there are organics, which are the horticultural oils, soaps, and neem. But as we were talking prior to coming on, the nice thing about organics is that they don't linger on your fruits and vegetables. The downside to them is that they, they, don't, they don't linger. linger. So you have to be very you know, judicious Diligent, in use, yeah. and you have to do it frequently to knock the populations down. You know, that's, you know, if you think about it, horticultural oil, its method of control is suffocation. Right. So you spray the tree, um, and it'll suffocate anything that's on the tree, which actually it's excellent at controlling scale because uh, they, right. because their waxy coating, it can be difficult to control. But if you coat them with oil, they're, they can't breathe and they don't make it. But Anything that lands on the tree after the oil's already on it isn't coated with it, so it's not going to control right. it. In fact, IPM suggests that if you're going to use the oils, the soaps, the horticultural oil, or the neem oil and soap, that you do it every 7 to 14 days. For how long does it? It's does it, until you get control. In perpetuity. In perpetuity. Yeah. In perpetuity. <laughs> the, uh, and that's the other thing about – and there's another thing about the oil is you have to coat. You have to hit them. So if you just go by and spray the top of the tree – Anything on the interior is not going to, that, to right. be done. That's right. why I usually recommend using a hose end sprayer when right. you're using horticultural oil so that you, it can penetrate the canopy and, get and in blast there. through. And yeah. if it's a real thick tree, then reach through from one side and spray the back through the tree to get the backs of leaves on the other side. Yeah. But thorough coating is important. Yeah. The other thing to watch out for is if, you're, if your trees are blooming – um, spray when there's no bee activity. Spray late in the evening or very, very early in the morning. I would prefer late in the evening so that everything has a chance to dry before the bees, before the, before the bees come out in the morning. And the horticultural oil does mention not to spray during full bloom. Right. So, and some, I have one tree that's in full bloom, but most of the other citrus trees are just putting out their new growth. And so the buds and the new leaves are teeny tiny, and it would be a perfect time to, to treat. But I would have to follow up. I would agree. Um, We're all nodding in agreement we here. We all are, so yeah. everybody can yes. see. Yes. Harumph. And apparently <laughs> there have been some predatory wasps that have been they, they have been experimenting with. Unfortunately, I don't think the population of the wasps has grown to the point where it's going to give effective control. It obviously has not grown to the point where it's going to give effective control. Um, so if you're if you're concerned about um, if you're concerned about the pred- you know damaging the predatory wasp population such as it is, um, then I would recommend going with one of the soil drench systemics if you can because the the wasps don't feed on the don't feed on the trees themselves. So so there you have it. More okay. head nodding. All <laughs> right, they're all nodding. So and what has this done to the Price of frozen orange juice concentrate, Mr. Valentine. Oh, there, it's it's gone up. It's gone up. You saw it on Fox or, or on the yeah, national one, news, yeah, right? National news. They're talking about. I mean, the price of, but they're talking about um, the disease in Florida. Yeah, and, it's been a huge problem in Florida for a yeah, long, long time. Right, and they've been working on it, and they're still working on it. But also, I guess land prices and people moving there. They've ripped out a bunch of groves. Yeah. So a double whammy. Yeah. So that's why. Well, it was found in Florida first in 1998. Right. And I can't. I I just saw where. Yeah. I I just saw where the psyllid came through. Where Where did that come through at? Palm Beach County, Florida. Palm Beach. But where? What was the origin of it? Uh, An orange jasmine. 
is what it was found on. You know, that's the other that's the other thing that I could people, not remember. Mariah, yeah, Mariah, Mariah. It was Mariah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Pina Colada, and pretty much anything in the Rutaceae, I believe. Is right, it not? yeah, Rutaceae family. So there's a lot of there's a number of ornamentals that right. are no longer available because it's not economically worthwhile for the growers to treat those to be in the quarantine areas. Can you so. think of any others off the top of your head? I, Mariah, I was trying to remember when uh, um, the news people were out talking, and I couldn't remember it. it curry. That's what the I curry curry, plant, yeah. curry plant. It's in a, it's one of the Mariahs. What about know. rue? Rue is in the same family. Is it? The, the herb. I've never seen that. I think in so. The, I think so. I have not seen that in the, on the, list. On the quarantine yeah. list for some reason. So maybe maybe it just smells so bad that the silks don't <laughs> like it. Because that, that's the... I, honest to God, I have no idea what you would want to use that stuff for, as far as an herb is, because it it is some nasty smelling stuff. Hence the phrase "you'll rue the day." Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, that's going to be a bad day if that's the description of it. <laughs> um, let's see, what I got here on my list? Uh, looking. To, oh, we got we have. Um, Michelia Champaca Albas in stock again. I did see oh, wow. those. They're very nice. They're very nice. They're five gallons. They're about five and a half feet tall, and they are very expensive. Um, not not inexpensive. They are not inexpensive. I think the ones that we have in stock are one hundred and seventy dollars. However, for a nice medium to large uh, tropical looking tree. That has flowers on it that are just incredibly fragrant. Um, Probably one of the most fragrant tree flowers that I can think of. Uh, They're they're beautiful trees. It's but you you've got to make sure that you got to make sure that you live in an area where they're gonna where they're gonna do well. One of my neighbors uh, on the site on the cross street from me has a pretty good sized one in their front yard, which really surprised me being in Scripps Ranch. But they're on a their house is on a on a on a pretty good slope, so they're on a fill lot, and I think that's probably the difference. Well, um, is it in full sun? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. One of our very good customers in North Poway or North Central Poway has some as has one as well. It's gotten really really large, and my parents' neighbor has one that's been there for twenty years, and you can smell it from hundreds of feet away at night when uh, in the summer when it is warm and it's blooming it. It's tremendous. Yeah, the it's fragrance. it's a it's an incredible fragrance, and I remember when they when I first heard about that was about twenty five years ago. Ken from San Gabriel Ken from San Gabriel yeah. said that they had one available, and it was in a twenty four inch box, and it was two thousand five hundred dollars. Wow! And we had to go get it. <laughs> they would not put it on their truck, so. Fortunately, somebody must have got some cuttings off of it and yeah, and uh, propagated them. But there are two. There are two. There's the Michelia Champaca Alba, and then there's the Michelia Champaca. And I think the the regular Michelia Champaca has kind of a cream colored flower to it, and it's a little bit darker foliage. It's not quite as lime green foliage. It's and it's a little less, hardy. It's also less glossy. The yeah. foliage and it's a little bit hardier, I think, than the than the Alba. But either one of them would make an make an excellent addition to the uh, to your landscape they you're are listen- so fragrant yeah they yeah. they really are um you're listening to garden talk here on kcbq and kprz bob stay on the line we're going to talk to you when we come back right after this
Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. And we're back with more Garden Talk here on KCB, KCBQ and KPRZ. Uh, we're going to go to the phones and we're going to talk to Bob down in Otay Mesa. Good morning, Bob. How are you? Uh, fine. Hey, regarding what you guys were talking about, about the disease, mm-hmm. if I go in a store and I'm looking at the bottle on a label and I'm talking about the one you, you put in the ground for the roots, mm-hmm. what's it going to say on a bottle? It's gonna. It's uh, don't ask me. I said it wrong. It's yeah. It's bio advanced uh, citrus fruit. and citrus and fruit um, insect control. I believe it is. It's going to be in a blue bottle, bright blue Ooh. bottle. Yeah, I'm, I'm writing it down. Blue okay. bottle. Yeah, and it's bio advanced citrus and fruit tree contro- insect control. You have a lot of that. Uh, yeah. I don't know if we do now. Did yeah. we got some more in? Yeah, but both okay. stores have it in stock right now. It'll say on the label "fruit, citrus, and vegetable insect control," yeah. and it'll have pictures of vegetables and fruit on the front. I concur. Yeah, and if you need if you need help, just ask somebody ask somebody at customer service, and they yeah. they can help you get it for you. And, and uh, the other one that you use just to sp- uh, spray on uh, on a tree, uh, horticultural oil. Is it actually going to say horticultural? Yes, yes it, does. it does. Yes, it does. It's a highly it's refined big, mineral oil. It's big enough to, uh, if your eyes say it 100%, uh, you can see the word horticultural. Yes. yes. Mm, yeah. Well, I don't know your vision, but um, it's, yeah, it says Monterey or horticultural oil right on the label. Yeah. yeah. There, and there again, if you need assistance, we are happy to help um, get you what you need. And is there a manufacturer or just that word horticultural? Horticultural oil is from either Monterey Chemical or Bonide. Uh, the other one, it's BioAdvance, is the only one that makes it. Yeah. So I had something that said Captain Jack's. So I guess that's not the right uh, stuff that I have. That won't. That typically won't work on on sucking insects, which is what the uh, Asian citrus psyllid is. That's excellent for the leaf miner. Um, and chewing insects, but it's not going to do anything for the for the citrus psyllid. Yeah, and uh, on my lemon tree, uh, the leaves were turning black, but there's some black stuff on the branches. What causes that? The black stuff is sooty mold that's growing on um, that is growing on honeydew that is secreted by sucking insects like either aphids, white fly, or a lot of times scale. Scale, especially yeah. on lemon trees. Yeah. And as previously mentioned, the horticultural oil is an excellent um, remedy for that. Yeah, horticultural oil will take care of any of those things. Once you get rid of the bugs, the black will eventually wash off. And how often would you would you uh, spray with the horticultural oil? Every Seven, one to four, two weeks. Yeah. Um, wow! Yeah, right now. Yeah, to get it under control. And if, if you go out and regularly, once you learn to identify the psyllid and the the larval, the nymph stage, then you can go out and check on a regular basis, and you don't have to spray unless you see them there. After you do an initial treatment or two. 
Yeah, I'm an Otay Mesa, so I'm, I think I'm good. You're in a you're in a double threatened zone because HLB is on the other side of the border, right? Um, <laughs> no, no. But not on this side. Down yeah. down there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, what did, didn't they originally discover in down in down by Sweetwater? The Silid first yeah. came into the county from from the south. Yeah, and I had heard that it had blown around from from storms. Oh, and it had been in Yucatan, and I guess they take to the winds. Interesting. Okay, anything else we can do for you, Bob? That's it. Thank you very much. Okay, Goodbye. thank. Take care. Have a great weekend. And. Bye. Just for the Monterey horticultural oil, we sell it in a ready-to-spray that you hook up to the hose, and it diffuses it well, but it blasts it so that the leaves get moved around. But we also sell the one-gallon refill. Right. And you just need one hose-end sprayer, and mm-hmm. buying it in the gallon is a lesser expensive way. It's an economical path. It's more economical. Yes. So refill your hose-end sprayer from the one-gallon jugs. Yeah. I, I think that... Therefore, you these, are. By, therefore, I am. That these products that we're mentioning and, and other people, and it's in the news. They're going to be. They're flying off the shelves. <laughs> yeah, there has been a, which is good because people are trying. They're, are, they're, they're trying, so. How, try, yeah. trying to keep it under control. But, but like right. as you said in the beginning, though, if your neighbor doesn't do it, you know, if all these people that are coming in that are doing it, it's going to be very helpful. But if we all have, every, to yeah, everybody has to be p- playing in this game here. And they also mentioned in those articles that. If you have a citrus tree or don't and don't want it anymore and don't care for it, um, take it out. Take it out, and I think the ag department will too. I, I'm not. Sh- didn't it say something in there about? I, I don't them? recall that part, but they they're asking take you to out, remove the trees if you're not if you have a sickly tree and you're not willing to spend time on it. Just get rid of it. However, if you're going to do that, I think the preferred way of doing that is to. Cut it up into small pieces and bag it and put it in the trash and not in your double bag. Double bag. They've asked that you double bag. And put it in the trash, not in the green recycling. Correct. So. On that note. (laughs) Yeah. On that note. Just a ray of sunshine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, on a couple of. Yeah, let's go positive now. Um some interesting stuff that I saw walking through the store yesterday. We have some Trevisias, which is in the Aurelia family, the snowflake Aurelia. Very, very interesting uh, plant, easy to grow. Uh, we have them in the shade. I know they in, closer to the coast they'll grow in the sun because my grandfather had a huge one in his backyard at one time. Um, they had some tetrapanics out there, the, oh, wow. the, the rice paper plant. Is that the one that looked like the, an artichoke? No, that's the one that looked like a gunnera. Kind of okay. big, huge foliage right. when it gets big. Um, there was one agathis in stock still, uh, which is the cowrie pine. And the one that we have, if you want to see what one looks like, we have one planted by our waterfall that is absolutely in, taken off. In the back corner in the, in the of the back store. corner of the nor- gonna- nursery. There's also a pretty good size one behind the statue of El Cid in Balboa Park. It's a very stately tree, uh, ancient tree, too, ancient conifer. Uh, really neat tree. So- the one at uh, at the nursery is going to soon be visible from the intersection of Scripps yes, Parkway <laughs> and Community Road because it, it's going to tower over that intersection eventually. It is getting up there. Um, camellias and azaleas are in bloom right now. I was walking through the azalea section, and almost all of them were in in full bloom, looking really nice. Um, we have some Monterey or some Monrovia weeping cherries too, which some of them are just starting to bloom, and they're huge uh, this year, this season. Yeah. 
And that just reminded me that the bare root season, as the weather has kind of changed a little bit, I mean, it's going to be cooler this week, but it's been warmer and drier. The bare root season is winding down. So if you want any bare root trees before they are not available... We, we have emptied um, we've emptied six bins in Poway already. I was I was surprised when I was walking through customer service yesterday and glanced at the at the tote board how much stuff has been crossed off already. I mean there's there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that's gone for the season. So we there we may have held some of it back to pot it up to sell later in the in the springtime, but there's a lot of stuff in bare root that is is no longer available. Um Oh, and then Operculicaria. We have a mountain on bonsai section, and it's kind of a thick-trunked plant. Has a caudiciform. Caudiciform plant. Little teeny kind of bronzes foliage on it. Really neat-looking plant. Uh, would make an excellent uh, potted plant like a bonsai um, if you're looking for something interesting to put on your patio uh, or just a highlight in your in your yard. Two quick garden classes. San Diego, 9 o'clock, uh, Spring Garden Bed with James. And in Poway at 9.30, it's Bridgette from San Diego Seed on Spring Vegetable Gardens. You've been listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. We'll be back next week with another hour. Have a great weekend, everybody. Anderson Nursery, your source for gardening, landscaping, and horticulture news. Still have a question for the Garden Talk crew or want to learn more about the show, how to become a guest or sponsor? Send an email to askanexpert at walteranderson.com. That's askanexpert at walteranderson.com or visit walteranderson.com. There's more professional gardening advice next week at this same time on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. This program is sponsored by Walter Anderson Nursery. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.